Good morning and happy Father's Day, happy Grandfather's Day. Today's the day that the Lord has made. We should rejoice and be glad in it. Every day should be Father's Day. I know Mother's Day is a big production. <laughs> a lot going on on Mother's Day when Father's Day rolls around. <laughs> it's not so <laughs> as much as a production. <laughs> but today's the day we come together to worship our Heavenly Father. In Psalms 111, it says, Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. We came here this morning as an assembly of the saints of God to worship our Heavenly Father. We're come together as a congregation to give him all the praise and all the glory. That's what he's saying. He says, praise ye the Lord. We didn't come this morning to be entertained by earthly things. We came to worship our Heavenly Father. So happy Father's Day. I told, uh, <laughs> we were playing cards a while back and I told my father, my natural father, I looked over to him, I said, well, you may be my natural father. I said, you may be my father in the ministry, but when we're playing cards, you're my sworn enemy. <laughs> I, I said, the gloves come off. Okay, <laughs> all right. I, I got a wonderful father. And I thank my Heavenly Father for him every day. But he says, praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. That's what we came to do this morning. The works of the Lord are great. You know, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, Paul tells the Ephesian church. We are his workmanship. His works, the works of the Lord, they are great. You look around and you just witness his mighty works they're great great's an understatement but we as his children are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus the works of the Lord are great sold out of all them that have pleasure therein his work the father's work is honorable and glorious and his righteousness endureth forever how long does his righteousness endure it's forever okay he hath made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. The Lord, our Father, is full of compassion. He is the God of all compassion. He says he's given a meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. God, the Father, went in covenant with his Son and the Holy Spirit before time ever began. That's what the Father did. He'd be ever mindful of that covenant. It wasn't the covenant of circumcision. It wasn't the covenant there at Sinai. These are, this is an unconditional covenant that he will ever be mindful of his covenant that he made with his son to send his son into this world for you and for I. That is the best gift that the Father ever gave to anybody. He gave his son for us, for you and for me. What a great gift. I've got a lot of great gifts in my life. But there's no better gift than the unspeakable gift of his son, Jesus Christ. And your heavenly father and my heavenly father, he will ever remember his covenant with his people. He says he'll ever be mindful of it. God does not change. He's not going to change his mind. He's, he's going to be mindful of that covenant. And that's why we're to come today to praise him, to give him all glory, give him what he deserves. Because he's going to be mindful of that, whether we're mindful of it or not. Whether we go astray, whether we do things that come in between 
and worship things and take hold of things that come in between you and him, okay? He's not going to forget his covenant. He's ever going to be mindful of it. Thank the Lord, right? He has showed his people the power of his works that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. You know the power of God's works? I was thinking the other day, I was, I was thankful for gravity. And he's like, that's really silly, Tim. <laughs> why, why are you thankful for gravity? Because I was thinking about that. You know, you wouldn't be able to run and, and play and have joy in your heart and, and walk around. You'd have to have something tied to your leg to hold you down here in this side. You know, the little things. His works are awesome. His works are mighty. His works are to be remembered. He has showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are sure. All promises and God's are yea and amen, right? And Jesus, they're sure, they're steadfast. His promises will come to pass. We can count on the promises of God. His commandments are sure. They're sure. <laughs> they're sure than the nose on your face. They're sure when it comes to God. They stand fast forever and ever. How long? Forever and ever. Amen. We sing that song forever and ever. Amen. It's a wonderful <laughs> Randy Travis song, but whatever. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. You know, when Adam fell, we were not upright anymore. He said, all the works of the Lord, they stand fast forever and are done in truth and uprightness. The Lord sent redemption to his people. That's the good news of the gospel. That is why I come. That's why I'm happy. And I, I know that today is the day that the Lord has made. And I can rejoice. In verse 9, he, God the Father, sent redemption. What was redemption? It was his son, Jesus Christ, for you. And for me, and to every elect child of God, God the Father sent redemption. Hallelujah and amen. He purchased what was lost. He gained it back. He was the only person that could fulfill, fulfill this. He sent redemption unto who? His people. Not everybody. Not everybody who would come into the world. God so loved the world. That's the world of God's elect outside the Jewish nation. That's what that is. He sent redemption. I can stop right there, and that's, that'll be the great message that we can carry through this week. The Father, our Heavenly Father, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, he sent redemption. We didn't redeem ourselves, not by the blood of bulls and uh, goats and every which way, but those. He's, he sent redemption until his people. He's got a people, and while I'm looking at his people here this morning, you wouldn't be here if you weren't a child of God. I'm telling you why. There's plenty of other things that draw the attention of each person who uh, goes around here in this earth. There's a lot to be entertained by. There's lots to grab your hold. I heard something the other day on the, on the radio that church should be an excuse to miss other things, not other things are an excuse to miss church. I love that. And I'm just going to, if you didn't hear it, there you go. But church should be an excuse to miss other things that this world deems more appropriate. He sent redemption unto his people. You know, James says that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. That's where it comes from. God the Father sent redemption. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And it cometh down where? From the what? The Father. The Father of lights. Lights of discernment. 
He has shown his light. You know, his word is a light into my feet. You know, it's a lamp into my feet, a light into my path. He's God, he created the light, but he, God is light. He's the father of lights with whom is no variable, neither shadow of turning. That's why his promises are sure. That's why we can count on his promises because there's no variable. He does not change. You know, he is the Lord. He changes not. Therefore, the sons of Jacob were not consumed. We'd all be consumed. You understand that, right? We'd all be consumed if God changed his mind. You know, he sent forth his son. All that the Father giveth him shall come to him. Okay? All spiritual blessings. They come down from the Father of lights. What a wonderful Father we have this morning. When you don't have somebody here that you can call your Father, you do have somebody you can call your Father. He's the Father of all grace, the Father of all compassion, the Father that keeps his mercies, that keeps his compassion on his people, even when we go astray. I tell you, he has sent redemption unto his people. He says in Galatians chapter 4, he says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son. God sent forth his Son, what? To redeem those, to redeem them that are under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye what? Ye are sons. Not because you will become sons. He says, because you are sons. We have a heavenly father. We're sons. Whether you're a woman, a child, a, a man, it, it does not matter. You are sons of the father. To redeem them that are under the law of sin and death, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying what? Father, Father, Abba, Father. How wonderful is that? He, his covenants are sure. He sent redemption into his people. He, he, his covenant will last forever. How long? Forever and ever. He will remember his covenant. He, he foreknew you. He foreloved you. It's the covenant of grace. It's not of circumcision. It's the covenant of the, you know, in Hebrews chapter 10, look at what he, uh, he says about his covenant. In Hebrews chapter 10, it says, whereof the Holy Ghost also was a witness to us, for after that he had said before, this is what? The covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. He wrote the law, you know, on tablets of stone back on Mount Sinai. In the New Testament, in the new way, he, he has written them upon their minds and upon their hearts. That's the covenant keeping God. That's what he will perform. His promises are sure and amen. Thank the Father. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. Say, the Lord, I will put my laws in their hearts, and I will put them in their minds, and I will write them. Who's going to write them in their hearts? God is, okay? We're not going to be. It's not by works. It's by his righteousness. It's by his love and compassion. He will, sometime between conception and death, every elect child of God, he's going to write them in their hearts and in their minds. Who is going to do that? God is, okay? God and their sins and iniquities while remember no more. It's easy for us to remember the sins of other people, but God our Father, who is full of compassion, He will never remember them again. He sent redemption. It's a one-time deal, okay? And their sins and iniquities will remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. We preached before about nothing but the blood of Jesus. It was by his blood and his blood only that we were redeemed. We were reconciled back to the Father by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. 
And having a high priest over the house of God, let us what? Draw near with a true heart and full assurance. It's full assurance. I need assurance. Here's something we can have full assurance of faith, having our heart sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. We shouldn't have to waver on the sure promises of God. We are opening thing. He sent redemption. He has his covenant forever. Let us hold fast without wavering, okay? Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. There's nothing better than to provoke our brother and sister unto good works. Why? Because our heavenly father, he deserves it. He gives us the best that he's got, the best out of heaven, his son, his only son. Let us consider it. Let's provoke one another, forsaking the, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. That was what our opening verse said this morning. Let us praise the Lord in a congregation, the assembly of the saints. Let's not, let's not forsake doing that. Why? Because our Heavenly Father deserves it. He has given you the best out of heaven. He sent redemption. His covenant is forever. Holy and reverent is who? It's his name. That's the only time reverence is used in the Bible, and I, he deserves reverence. He deserves to be called holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Holy and reverend is his name. So let's not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. As the manner of some is, by exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. The day's coming. We need to be looking every day for him to come back and what? Finish the redemption of our mortal bodies. <laughs> you know, when we draw our last breath, our soul and our spirit is be with him. But one day, we need to be looking for that one day when he's going to come back to what? To redeem those who in the grave. And it, what a day that'll be. But he's commanded his covenant forever. He sent redemption into his people. Holy and reverence his name. That's why we come. We come to give reverence to our heavenly Father, what a great Father He is, who's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, not upon our own works, but by His Son, His precious Son, who died and redeemed us from all our iniquities. And boy, we've got a ton of them. I know I got a ton of them. You know, if you listening this morning and the uh, you've kind of gone on a path, and it's hard to get back to the. You know what you should be walking forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Now, I'm telling you what, in Luke chapter 15, it talks about the prodigal son. It talks about him going to spend, you know, all his riotous living. He had went astray. I'm telling you, if you're out there this morning, it, there are some things that you're going, and you're forsaking the assembling of your house to get together, to be with your elect children of God, the one who to praise the Father. I'm telling you, come home. And the Bible says there is joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. Joy in heaven, okay? There's joy in the house, and there's joy in heaven. So get back, because the Father, when he came back, he said he, when he came to his mind, he, he, said, he said, I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he rose and came to his father. But when he was a great way off, his father saw him and had what? Compassion. God's not going to rail you. God's going to have compassion when you come back. There'll be joy in heaven. Okay? There's joy in heaven. He ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And his son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. And I'm no more worthy to be called 
thy son. But the father said unto the servants, bring the best robe, the robe of righteousness. Put it on him. Put, it, put the ring of reconciliation on his hand and shoes on his feet. We're supposed to be shed our, you know, put our feet with the, in the preparation of the gospel. What's the, you know, the gospel? It's the good news and glad tidings. So I'm telling you what, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let's meet together as a congregation, as assembly of the saints, and praise the Father who sent the Son and got the job done. We'll be with him in heaven one day based upon the work of Jesus Christ. The Father went in covenant, and his covenant, sure, we can count on the promises of God. I appreciate your time this morning.